0: This is Fantasy Reboot Podcast, me and my friends attempting to recast some of the world's favourite films. Here's how it works, we're going to choose various characters, all suggest actors to play the parts, we'll discuss, argue, possibly murder each other until a decision is made. We'll also be asking the question every Hollywood director must currently entertain, could Dwayne The Rock Johnson be leading man? At the end of each recording we'll open it up to you via our Twitter account at Fantasy Reboot, We'd appreciate a follow, subsequent votes, as and when, and you can send us as many messages as you can be bothered to send. You can email us, fantasyreboot at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe this podcast if you haven't already. Share it with your friends. Spread the love. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody. It's Fantasy Reboot Podcast with me, Simon, with Roger. Hello. With Leo. Hello. With Laura. Hello. I pointed at Laura when I said, Roger. Is that <laughs> Freudian? Freudian. Okay, so we've got a great film. This is the Halloween special, everybody. Add some theremin to that, will you, Roger, when I say it, please? I mean There'll be theremin on this now if he did his job properly. One of the most seminal horror films of all time coming up today. But before we get to that, we are talking about Forrest Gump. We did it last week. It was a great chat, great podcast. Hope you got to listen to it. If you didn't, search it out. And we've now got the results of the public vote.
1: So, first up, we have Bubba uh, Simon. You chose Keenan Thompson, and he was the winner in here.
0: In the room, yeah. yeah.
1: The public agreed with you with 33%.
0: So, I got that one. Happy yep. about that, yeah. Next character
1: Mrs. Gump, which was quite an interesting one because we had some great actresses for that. Remind me
0: who we had in it?
1: We had Julia Roberts, we had Olivia Coleman. Emma Thompson and Reese Witherspoon.
0: So a really broad range for this one, and every one of them a great actress. It went to a split on the day
2: between Reese Witherspoon and Olivia Colman, and you changed your mind, Simon. You were originally were saying Reese Witherspoon, and you changed your mind. I've done oh, that yes. a few times, I
0: know.
1: Yes, yeah.
2: I'm the bendy one. But I think mm. any of those four would be great at this.
1: Yeah, great actresses. So in the end, we chose in this room Olivia Colman, which was Roger's choice. Good. Yeah. The public didn't agree with you, Roger. They went with Simon's choice Did again they? of That's Emma two. Thompson.
0: <laughs> two in a row, loving it.
1: Emma Thompson. See, I can't. She's still a good choice.
0: No, no, she's she a good, good choice. choice, but
2: I couldn't see it better than <gasps> Reese Witherspoon or um, Olivia she, she, Coleman.
1: She won by fifty-two percent.
2: Landslide. It's wow. Fine.
0: It's okay. A landslide. It's just. A, it's just a glitch. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, next we've got Lieutenant Dan. Uh, we went with Adam Driver, which was Roger's choice again. Yeah, yep. The public put Adam second, but for a third time in in a row, <laughs> they went with Simon's suggestion of Matthew McConaughey.
0: Terrible. Which in the room, you all put down. You ah. all said he was the first one out and I was so disappointed and the public have redeemed me once again. So that's three in a row now. Uh, just, I've got to start looking at these pictures that get, Selected. I tell you what, I'm more than happy for you to take over the picture role if you can do it with the level headedness and fairness (laughs) that I put into it. I am
1: shocked by that one. I'm not. Jake Jimson Hawk, Driver, James Franco, any of those three would have been better.
0: They're all rubbish compared to McConaughey. Well, they're not. I love them all, but for the role of Lieutenant Dan, McConaughey's there. You can see him on the shrimp boat and everything.
1: According to the public, you're right. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> For our penultimate character, we have Jenny.
0: Janai. 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 Uh,
1: we had double trouble in the studio. Yeah. Leo and myself both said Brie Larson, so she automatically won there. She won. Yeah, yeah. Brie, trouble, Brie was uh, yeah. Jenny. The public said Brie Larson at thirty-six percent, but the winner with thirty-seven oh, percent, a whisker, was. Simon again with oh, Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Gen- I think Jennifer yeah. Lawrence would be great. Yeah, I do yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll no. let you have that one. No
0: problem with that
2: other than he
0: wins. Actually, I had a message <laughs> that I forgot to put in. Uh, somebody messaged and said, um, I couldn't think of an act- actress I didn't like enough because I didn't like Jenny as yeah. a character. Which mm, we all and that's said. That's what we all said in yeah. the room, yeah. isn't yeah. it? So, so that's four.
1: I can't believe you've got four in a row. Okay, final one. It was obviously Forrest Gump himself. And we all kind of said that, you know, could anyone replace Tom Hanks? But we had another double trouble and it was myself and Simon. We went with Eddie Redmayne in the studio. yeah, Yeah, He's great though.
2: Mm. I think it's a stupid answer.
1: Oh my gosh. I was so happy with that one. I wasn't keen. Wow. Because
2: it's a double trouble. It has to go in. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I wouldn't
0: have voted for him if, if only... Who was he up against decision? again?
1: He was up against Adam Driver and Jake Gyllenhaal. Out of
0: them three, is, he's the best out of them three. Definitely. Uh, no, not,
1: no. I, I, no. <laughs> not just the best out of them three, I think he is the next uh, Forrest really. Gump.
0: <laughs> no, you're so
3: wrong about that. <laughs> Are we?
1: Well, with a whopping 63%, I think the highest... That's we've one heard, of the biggest, Yeah, it? the highest we've had so far. Mm. The public said... Eddie Redmayne. Oh. I haven't got a clip.
0: What did I know? Insert special effects. That is a clean sweep for me. Correct me if I'm wrong have here, have guys. Have you written an acceptance speech for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at him. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that <laughs> this was going to happen. such a surprise. The public I think that I picked the perfect cast. Five. Not one. The perfect cast for Forrest picked, Gump. You picked the pictures.
1: Congratulations. I
0: don't know if we'll ever see that again.
1: This this is hurting me more than losing <laughs> on some of the characters. Because
0: you all hate when I get one right in the room.
2: Until until you get a perfect cast on your own, as in there was no double troubles, which there was two there. Then you know you know. You're, not, you're, not you're right. That's a grand slam.
0: You know, that's a great. That's a, That's right. Yeah. I've won. I've grand won Wimbledon there, but that, it's a grand yeah, slam, yeah, yeah. and. I leave this room, every podcast we record, seizing, angry.
2: Absolutely seething.
0: See you all off with a smile and I go inside and I'm angry. <laughs> I'm doing the taxi driver in the mirror. <laughs> You're turning down me. You're turning down me. I'm doing that. And um, it's retribution.
1: Just, Do you want some other quick little stats here? Then? Go on, So at this stage, after three weeks, in the studio with eight points is me. In lead? In the lead. Good in the lead with the public votes of 10 points is you Simon so there you go
0: and that's the most important one of course do you think do you think let's go to the calls let's see what people had to say about uh, Forrest Gump on the line you have three new messages
4: hi guys My choice would be uh, John Boyega for Bubba in uh, your remake of Forrest Gump. I think he's got the build uh, for it. Also, uh, he was told when doing Star Wars not to use his real accent because his American one was better, so he's already got that up his sleeves. Um, going out way left field, but uh, Mrs. Gump could be played by Octavia Spencer. I just think she's got the gravitas to do it, especially um, as the older Mrs. Gump. I think she'd be brilliant, and unfortunately, I think um, a few months back, you could have chose Chadwick Boseman as Forrest in in this case, but uh, we'll leave Forrest up to you guys.
1: Forrest Gump, who do we get to replace the legend Is Tom Hanks? Well, I've opted for Tom's son, Colin Hanks, better known in recent years for his roles in the Jumanji series, and I think he'd be the perfect replacement to his dad.
3: Hi Fantasy Reboot, Elstub from Newcastle here. So for the cast of Forrest Gump, I would essentially just trade casts with Police Academy, meaning I would have Tower play Bubba, as he's called Bubba Smith, which is quite handy. Mama Gump would be Bobcat Goldthwait in drag. Uh, Lieutenant Dan would be Michael Winslow, the guy who does all the sound effects. And then for Jenny in Forrest, obviously it would have to be Kim Cattrall and Steve Gutenberg.
1: End messages.
0: So it goes to show you don't have to make any sense or have a great opinion. You'll get on the show.
1: <laughs> Did he get that it was the, the reboot?
0: There were some crazy suggestions there.
1: Octavia Spencer, what a great and Chadwick Boseman. I
0: think that were a good uh, little. Yeah, I actually, he
2: crossed my mind when I was thinking about Forrest Gump, and then good. But just because I think probably because he was front of mind because of all the news, but uh, yeah, sadly.
0: Well, thanks for your calls, thanks for your messages. Remember, reboot at gmail.com. If you want to email, if you want to send your voice notes that way, you can follow us on Twitter at fantasyreboot. And you know, if you direct messages, if you want to get onto our little rotor of voicemails, then you send us a message, you can get on there. All right, it is Halloween. We're going to do this The
5: Exorcist is a 1973 masterpiece. It's a horror film. It tells a story of a 12-year-old girl, the daughter of a famous actress who becomes possessed by a demon, and a priest on a verge of losing his faith. The Exorcist set a bar for horror films, caused cinema audiences to faint, and was banned on video in the UK in 1988 for 11 years
0: thank you very much to betsy pearl so we're going to be doing the exorcist today picking five parts from the film and all suggesting our actors but before we get into that as it's a halloween special let's have a chat about the horror films that we have grown up watching that we've loved but that have really scared us first film that really scared me guys was salem's lot which is a stephen king novel and it was a TV movie done in three parts. Shown on the TV, I think in the late 1970s. And uh, is a vampire film. And it's absolutely... I shit myself. Not just once, because it was in three parts. And I specifically remember, there's one bit in it where the gravedigger... They've had a funeral. Stephen King is the officiator, you know he's always in his own films. Yeah. He officiates at the funeral. Alright. Oh, and then everybody leaves and the grave digger starts shoveling the earth back in. And then it suddenly gets cloudy and dark. And the leaves start blowing everywhere. And he suddenly feels very alone. It's gone from a daytime funeral and it's suddenly like oh, getting to dusk. He just starts fixating on this coffin. And then the next thing he jumps in. And he opens this coffin lid. And I remember sitting in my mum and dad's living room, and I'd got a drink in my hand. <sighs> he opens his coffin lid, and you can see this kid in there who's the vampire, dead, arms crossed, eyes closed. Yeah. And you know there's a big jump coming, right? I put a cushion up to my face. Well, I was drinking my hand. I put a <laughs> cushion up to my face so I couldn't see the telly. Turned my head sideways, and there was a picture on the wall with the TV's reflection in. <laughs> and this kid, the vampire kid, sits bolt upright with a massive orchestra blast. Duh! Like that. Drink went everywhere. Absolutely <laughs> sh <shit> yourself. <laughs> Scary films for you guys then,
2: growing up. Um, one that springs to mind is The Blair Witch Project, oh. um, which was the first found footage horror, yep. really. Um, and it's that scene at the end and there's something that you see, I won't spoil it, and... To this day, when I'm in a house on my own or if I'm going into a room with the light switched off, that image flicks up in the back of my mind and I shit myself.
0: Mm. I bet you do. Oh, I myself. I went to cinema in Sheffield to see this film when it came out. A lot of hype around it. There was. Yeah, and there of was. It was at the birth of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So they did that. If you remember, they had a really good web campaign with all that, that yes. documentary footage so you thought it was real? You felt it yeah. was real. Genuinely yeah, yeah. thought yeah. it was, and it was when websites. Do you remember when websites used to look really oh, showed up line by line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all just text. Yeah, like barely any graphics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I watched all of them before I went to see it. I bought the farm on this. Wow. I had a few jars, and um, I sh*t myself. Yeah.
5: Mm.
0: Yeah. Leo, so you're obviously a different generation, which we make a lot of fun of. How is horror for? the TikTok tock generation
1: oh i don't call him that
0: He is he's, as much as he's not into it he is the TikTok tock generation do you
1: love horror
3: yeah uh i prefer psychological horrors because they they last longer with you and uh but every now and then i do like the films that make you shit yourself like the lighthouse and ghost stories are some recent ones
0: oh, what a great film Ghost stories. I Ghost can't stories. wait to see the lighthouse because you have both talked it up on Rog. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I prefer the ones like that. The, the modern ones, I, they just don't float my boat. They make me s myself, but it's too much. It's just relentless. It's a roller coaster, I think we've mentioned earlier on. It's like, uh, it's not for me. Whereas the old ones, uh, just brilliant. You,
1: shit you go to the cinema to watch horrors, though, don't yeah. you?
2: There's oh, so much fun that. to see in
3: the cinema. Everybody's screaming. Your friends are like climbing on top of each other. <laughs>
2: like everyone's back <laughs> right. should be this. watching the film
1: <laughs> yeah when I was young that's the only time really I watched horror films I'm not really a, a horror film fan um, so every week sleepovers up with my friends and this particular week we watched Candyman so as you know in Candyman you meant to say Candyman 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 oh whoa
4: whoa
2: not the third time Laura Stop. Oh, stopped it sorry, sorry right point you stopped there
1: <sighs> anyway so of course we did it after watching the film and then at the exact point we finished saying it into the mirror. There's this face and Ooh, these hands at the window. Myself, <laughs> and we did. We we all screamed and we <laughs> ourselves, and it was just the boys from around the corner. So that oh. that that film was stuck in my head. Candyman. It's probably a really rubbish horror film. The
3: remake is coming out this year, but
0: it's. If I don't know if you've watched it, I came to Candyman late, and it looks like. Do you remember them sort of nineteen eighties? The amazing stories and goosebumps, they seem to be filmed on a different kind of camera.
2: Yeah, because they were shot for TV in America, so they have a different look.
0: And like Candyman has got that yeah, look yeah. about it, like a vhs 20, in look about it. And it was back in the day of, of,
1: we all went down to the video shop and we yeah. chose a horror film on a video. So Great that, days. Yeah, that's yeah. what Great it was. Great
0: days. I'll never get that back. Nope, <laughs> been and gone. So, um, we're doing The Exorcist today. Let's have a few facts round the table Let's start by saying that Reagan, when she vomits on Father Karis for the first time he meets her, the vomit goes straight in his mouth. And the vomit was Laura. It was pea soup. Pea soup, and cold appa- pea soup.
1: Apparently, she didn't do the vomiting sequences herself. She had a double f- to do yeah. that.
0: but they did use her in some of them, and she. So that's why they used pea soup because she didn't like the vegetable soup, ah. which looks better on film. Because When you see it, it looks like gunge tank.
2: Yeah, if it had been vegetable soup, it would have just looked like normal sick. I yeah. think it works that it's yeah. that green, almost fluorescent green.
0: But it hit him in the mouth for the carrots and it was supposed to hit him in the chest, and he he was really fed up. He, it, so they had a massive to do him and the director, William Friedkin.
2: Because the director had said it's just going to hit you on the chest that we find. So they only had one take, and that was his natural reaction. Yeah, it's really good.
0: And he also, the, the big sort of go-to fact about The Exorcist is during one scene, Friedkin wanted Karas to look shocked. So he shot a handgun behind his head. Which... I know we've gone a bit elf and safety mad now. <laughs> but if I wanted a shocked expression from you, I wouldn't shoot a gun. I mean, the <laughs> amount of things that could have gone wrong. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, and he laid into him, apparently. You know, he proper kicked yeah. off there. It's one of them films that it has got so much folk, folklore behind it.
2: There's
1: a yeah. lot
0: behind it, yeah. It's amazing it ever got made and things like that. It was good, job
2: yeah, it did, because it was the first horror movie that was been nominated for the Best Picture Academy Award.
0: Mm. Highest grossing horror film of all time. Yep. Still.
1: I've got a little fact. Go on. I only watched it for the first time yesterday. But. You did? Yeah, so...
0: So you came to it latest then, because Leo saw it a few months ago with me. What are your thoughts on it? Not being a massive horror fan... What are your thoughts on it as a film, Laura?
1: Um, I would say it's not your typical horror because the reason I don't like horror is because I find them so unbelievable. You know that thing of someone's going down to the basement and you're like, they don't turn on the lights. It's the middle of the night. They're going down there by themselves. You wouldn't do it. And I think um, The Exorcist isn't like that. It's not your typical horror. It's it's more a psychological, supernatural thriller, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think special effects amazing and it didn't feel like it was a film from the 70s that that's something that really surprised me it did but yeah so as far as films go it was not it was a good film, it was I, a good film.
0: I think we watched a restoration because mm. is it iraq the first few scenes yeah yeah we're watching that and i'm like this does not look like an old film no so it must have been a you know uh, digitally remastered or something like that.
2: I remember watching it in the cinema and I've tried to research this and find out why it would have been re-released, but I saw it around 2000 because of the mates I went with. That's, I know, the time it was. And it's not a particularly significant anniversary for the film being made. So I don't know why it was re-released, oh, wow. why was it was put in cinema, but I have to say, having watched it, I watched it on my laptop this week. It was so much more scary and... Um, in the cinema so I can understand why yeah. people were scared but also we'd there's so much folklore behind it that we were all slightly disappointed you know maybe we were putting a bit of a brave face on it and saying that it didn't make us shit ourselves but you know we'd heard about the spider walk down the yeah. stairs and we'd heard about the puke and we kind of thought you know this was we're of the the
0: scream era yeah we thought it was a bit of a spoof in a way. Yeah, but because you will have seen parodies exactly and homage exactly in so many other films, seen them first,
1: which and then Laura said
2: it's you
0: lose it. She said she didn't know the film, but then as she's watching it, yeah, bits I've come back because you've seen yeah. loads of it and that. Yeah, yeah, about you, Leo, because it's obviously well. In fact, I'm the only person who was alive when it came out, so it's before all of your times. But for you. nearly half a century (laughs) i think
3: it's a better drama than it is a horror film it's a a great film Mm. it there's some really disturbing bits in it and it's held up really well yeah i think it's a great film
4: well
0: there's an hour before there's any proper action but when the first time that reagan is in the bedroom with the two doctors and she i think that's the crucifix bit and you were Quite that happened out of nowhere. The language, the voice, and yeah. you, Laura, you seem pretty. It's still quite shocking.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good horror and scene. And for the 70s, it must have been really out mm. there.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so we're doing The Exorcist. We've got five characters. We're all going to choose actors and actresses to play those parts. And let's get on with the first one. The first one is the mum, it's Chris.
5: Chris is a famous actress who notices strange things happening to her daughter, Regan, which escalate quickly into the unimaginable.
0: Big t- I mean, under-egging the cake a bit there. because <laughs> It seems to me in this film, there's a long time when they still think it might be a psychological issue where she's totally messed up, she's got green eyes, she's projectile <laughs> vomiting across the room, and there's books flying around in the room and the bed is lifting a foot off the ground and the doctors are going, while smoking, by the way, every yeah. doctor in the film is smoking. <laughs> yeah. He probably just needs to see a psychiatrist. Let's try another brain scan. Yeah. <laughs> the bit with the thing in the oh, neck, the oh, spinal tap. Back. And That's the worst bit of the first. Those yeah, hospital that scenes. Is,
1: that is the worst bit.
0: Disturbing. The scanner machine when it's clacking really loudly. Horrible. And then He's it, very good it with moves the sound. in an uncanny way around yeah. it the second time. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, so Ellen Burstyn played yeah. Chris McNeil, the mum. She's a famous
1: actress. They wanted Audrey Hepburn. She was one of the ones they wanted. I
0: think it would have been a d- totally different film.
2: And Jane Fonda turned it down and said uh, it was morally not what she wanted to do. Again, totally different film with Jane Fonda in it.
0: Ellen Burstyn said she wouldn't be in it if she had to say, I believe in the devil. Wow! So they had to remove that li- oh, wow. line that had that in it. So she said, I'll do, "I'll do it, but I'm not doing that."
2: And a footnote: one of the there's because there's a lot of priests in the film, and a lot of them were actual priests. Yeah. And so when they were pressed about it, they said, um, "Yeah, we believe in the devil because there's light and shade. There has to be light and yeah. shade. You've got to believe in the good and the bad. So there's yeah. no problem with this film. We they were happy to be in it.
0: All right. So let's go around the room. We're going to start with Leo. Who are you saying Leo to play the part of Chris McNeil, the mom? I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett
3: Johansson. Is it Jo Is it Joe? Yo,
1: Johansson.
2: I don't think she's picky. I bet she is. <laughs> I get the feeling she, she might is. be.
1: Fantasy
4: reboot fact check. It is pronounced Scarlett Johansson,
0: and she is picky. End of fact check.
2: For me, it's got to be Charlie's Theron. Again. And that, I Don't know if we got the surname name. Well, right. no, she's
0: <laughs> only just come out a couple of months ago as telling everybody how to say a name, and it's something... What Did you see what it was, Leo? I may mean out this. Ther- yeah, because everyone says Charlize Theron. Theron. Charlize, Charlize Theron. Theron. I think it's Thron. I mean, it's a whole podcast in itself. It is. <laughs> what if it's The Ron? Like she's talking about one of two Ronnies. On for the kids. Fantasy reboot fact check. It is pronounced Charlize
4: Theron. End of fact check.
0: I've gone for... And I... Sometimes think your actresses there are a bit same here. mine's very different to yours I've gone for Nicole Kidman Mm. Mm. Nicole Kidman
1: And I've gone for Nicole Kidman
0: There it is (laughs) (laughs) Early doors we've got a solid winner there We've got a picture in the studio of Ellen Burstyn And from this distance it could be Nicole Kidman For me Kidman plays a neurotic Very well and in this film, Burstyn is often neurotic, yep. angry, freaked out. Um, if you've been married to Tom Cruise, you've probably spent a bit of time <laughs> freaked out. Hello, Tom. We love you. Love your work. <laughs> Um, I mean, you guys are getting that information. Yeah. How does that sit against your actresses now, Nicole My, Kidman?
2: I, I think any of those three could do it. And uh, I've got absolutely no problems with Nicole Kidman getting a double vote.
3: <laughs> yeah, I uh, agree with Roger. He's a great choice. Scarlett Johansson and Charlize Theron would have also been just as good.
1: I I wouldn't have picked Scarlett Johansson. I've got a real dislike for her and You've cancelled her. I for that reason I just I can't get along with her. Um but I do think Charlize Theron is a brilliant actress. Yeah. I'm not sure I could see her in this role but she uh, she's a I think I, yeah. You could? Maybe.
2: All three of them have to have leading lady looks yeah, because Chris is playing a leading yeah. lady and in all three of them, them are leading ladies and all three of them are leading ladies um, Charlize has recently done Bombshell where she played a super powerful woman Yep, and but she's played vulnerable characters in Monster and Young Adult and I just think that what I really like is the bit where the doctors are saying to Chris it's just psychological it's, you know it's, it's an illness she needs medication she's steadfast and just unrelenting and you know Characters she's played in, like Mad Max and Bombshell, I think that's the scope of what charlie Theron can do.
0: I agree. I think I could see her doing it, but I think Nicole Kidman's perfect. Mm. I she hadn't even
2: crossed my mind to be honest uh, when I was thinking of a character to play it, and now I see it, and now you've both voted for her. I get it. She I, was
1: the only one I could see really? when, when we were
2: watching it. Yeah, she uh, a really good mum in Lion. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. god,
0: she's good in that. Um, yeah. There's a moment when doing this podcast when. One of you three says an actor or actress. And you know when you just hear a name and you go, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I came up with Nicole Kimman watching the film yesterday. Went, Laura, because you only saw it for the first time yesterday. Yep. So did, you, did it take till after the film and research or was it watching no, the film? No, she
1: was the one I had as we were watching it and I was like, yep. And I, I didn't change my mind from that. So I didn't have any others. So I didn't have any backups.
0: Well, it's a double trouble. We're up and running. Um, Chris McNeil, the mum in The Exorcist, is Nicole Kidman. <laughs> so the next one not really... It doesn't appear for a good while.
2: <laughs> when you suggested him, I thought, oh, he's he's hardly in it, but he's very important in it. Yeah. I, and he doesn't turn up till an hour in. I think it's a good call, because he's, he's...
0: Oh, he's, 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 important he's character. key. And Laura had said, oh, to the first hour, she's like, why aren't we doing any of the Doctors? And yeah. I'm like just wait yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. and even the priest she's like why You know, why are we doing the priest trust me it's a film of two halves <laughs> it is really <laughs> it is. It, yeah it is so here's what we're doing next
5: Lieutenant Kinderman is a homicide detective investigating the death of film director Burke Denning he enlists Father Karras for help from a religious point of view
0: Sorry, just taking a drink there. I thought the intro went on longer. Um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant, as we say in Britain, but Lieutenant Kinderman, played by Lee Jacob. He's a gumshoe, Is a, a detective, a homicide detective, walking the beat. And um, this was a difficult one to choose for me. And mm. I had to move away from the guy in the first film i didn't try and find
1: somebody that looked like
0: i often said cookie cutter which i think nicole kidman was for um yeah there's
3: very few guys that look like him nowadays yeah I, he looks like a normal a fat guy is he fat
2: he's he's very bald which is a is a is a <laughs> yeah, surprise reveal he, he doesn't he look like hollywood heart. actor he
1: looks like he should be a minder he looks like a, a british yeah, does, TV does. policeman doesn't he yeah
2: the scene where he recruits caris around the cinder running track yeah is like original banter comedy. Yes. The two of them are just ripping off each other. It's really interesting.
0: There's something about him. The way he keeps talking about films and the way he gets the autograph from her for himself. Yeah. It's <laughs> such an interesting
2: character trait,
0: that. Yeah. The way he's, I've got tickets to the cinema. And I heard somebody describe him as being almost Columbo-esque. There's a he bit is, of Columbo it? in it, but he's, he's not like a pushy cop or anything like that. And it's one of them films where you think... Well, the police are being a bit slipshod in their approaches. A lot of people dying and a lot of bad (laughs) things happening. And he knows that Burke Dennings, the film director, was thrown out of Reagan's window and she was the only one in the house. But they kind of just went, "Ah, she probably couldn't have done it. (laughs) You know? So the policing in it might not be 100% accurate, but it was the 70s. Mm -hmm. So let's go around the room. It is Rog. Roger, to start, who are you saying to play... Lieutenant Kinderman. Sean Penn. Oh, oh, mm. indeed. I'm going for Mark Ruffalo. Mm.
1: Oh,
0: oh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Laura.
1: I'm going for Mark Rylance.
0: Oh, I'm good to. <laughs> I, I was the double double. <laughs> Still time.
3: Leo. I'm going for Russell Crowe.
2: Oh. Oh, oh, he's a biggie. Hey, this is good. What a good category for a character that
0: we've just said has got not much to do. Some huge names there. This is going to be tough. Is there anybody who you don't think, is anyone going to put the hand up and discount anybody from the list? We've got Leo says Russell Crowe, Roger said Sean Penn, I said Mark Ruffalo, Laura said Mark Rylance. Is there anybody you think couldn't do it or shouldn't do it so that person can argue the case? Oh.
3: Uh, I'm gonna say not Mark Rylance because oh. he's not police material.
1: Oh no, he is. Oh, no, not.
3: Good point.
1: I'm gonna show you a picture.
0: No, I know what he looks. No, about. I mean he's I'm.
1: Th- I'm gonna show you a picture.
0: Yeah, okay. he's more of like a, a big, friendly, giant.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, he looks like him there.
0: Look at that. No. Yeah. He, he Laura's looks, just showed us a picture where he looks like the guy from Only Fools and Horses. Oh, no,
2: he does Spiv. What's oh my god. his gosh.
0: name? Mickey.
2: Mickey Flynn. Mickey <laughs> Finn, yeah. Mickey Finn. Just because he's got a hat and a moustache. No,
1: no. I just wanted to, because I thought you guys won't imagine him in this role because he doesn't look like him. No, it's, so. not,
2: it's not what
3: he
0: looks like. It's what he is. He can't do police. Well, this policeman is not doing hard man policing or anything no, he... like that. I can I see what you mean with it. There's a gentleness about this copper a bit. He's got a he's got that. You can see his working, his brain's working as he's talking to the you.
1: Bridge of Spies. He's he's not playing. You he, know, he's
0: no, he, he's like the victim. He's he's the one. He is got. There's a. You're right, Leo. He's got a victim quality to him. Yeah,
2: that's. I I, agree I love with him. That. I think he's absolutely brilliant. I think he, he's one of the best actors
0: around.
1: But he's, he's, really, he's, he's very good. Very
0: good at the victim.
1: Um, maybe he's actually too good for this role.
0: Maybe 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 he is. <laughs> but maybe. And I'll tell you why, because the other three guys we've got on that board, Russell Crowe, Sean Penn and Mark Ruffalo, can all play that down at heel. Yeah, yeah. Slightly ill-fitting suit, bad overcoat.
2: Yeah.
0: I think all three of them, yeah, I hate saying it because I love him, but Laura, I think we're going to...
1: Well, I think you've got rid of him because he's the best actor on there. No. No, 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 I mean, I I think he is the strongest actor. Like, I think he is a theatrical actor. There's some good
0: actors up there. No, there 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 are,
1: but I think if you had to say which gives off, like, the best emotional role, I think...
0: Oh,
2: no, I I think it's a good point. He is too good for this role because I think...
1: (laughs) Maybe he's too deep, I don't know. Yeah,
2: you you need sort of... The reason I picked Sean Penn was because um, when he's in... um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, he's very much integral to the story mm. but he's not in the same film as everyone else and I feel like that with Kinderman he's just yeah. in his own world He is. he's just like it's a good point. dips in and out and like you've said not really paying attention to the or enough attention to a really serious case loves having a bit of banter with Karis and he's more interested in getting the autograph from Chris than he is in figuring yeah. out what's wrong with Reagan. I think Sean Penn's brilliant for this.
0: I think the badinage between uh Kinderman and Karis after the track. Yeah. W- between the track and them parting. Yeah. And that's the first time he asked him if he likes films, I think it yeah, is. Exactly. I think that is some of the best dialogue in the film. It's great. And is why definitely why he's on this board being chosen today yeah. because he's not in the film that much. Um I can't
1: l- work out whether Russell Crowe is really good for the part or not suited to I it at all. I can't, uh, I can't.
3: In the nice guys. Very good. 70s policeman. Yeah. He, he, and he, modern Russell Crowe looks the part. Just this big guy. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even need to play hard cop because he, Russell Crowe's good at like comedy as well. He's good at banter, especially
2: in that film. He's, I think Russell Crowe's better when he's not being too serious. Yeah,
0: Yeah. 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 It's very hard for me looking at the three names there. Because I think they've all got that capability. I've put Mark Ruffalo in. I think he might just be a little bit younger than everyone else we've got on there. But he's play he's played the cop in the Zodiac, Zodiac. yes, yeah, thanks Leo. He's he's playing exactly this role, the kind of cop who's been beaten. Mm. The system's beat him, mm. the case has beat him. I think he's left the police force by the end of it. He can do funny. He's done... the. I think he does a bit funny as the Hulk, doesn't he, when he's yeah. straight?
2: Yeah, he has the banter with um, with with uh, Tony Stark quite a lot.
0: And he's very sympathetic character. He's very probing. He was in Spotlight, yep. which was in yep. the Oscars. Yep. I think he's a journalist in that, but a very similar thing where he's questioning. And, yeah, hard to pick him out with the other two, but I think he's as strong as the other two for a part like this. Yeah. So... Um,
1: I'm, I'm l- dancing between two at the minute.
0: If I saw this film with any of them three in it, I wouldn't be disappointed. Absolutely. In fact, I'd be chuffed to bits <laughs> to see any of them in it. I'd like it if there were three cops. <laughs> <laughs> Conjoined. Yeah. <laughs> so, shall we go around the room for a name? Yeah. So, get the name in your mind now and we'll quickly go around the room. So, make your choice. Don't have a thinking time. Have a look at the board. You can't pick your own. We'll start with Roger. Russell Crowe. I will go. I had a name in me. I, I thought Sean Penn, but I love Russell Crowe as well. I can't pick mine, so I'm going to say Sean Penn. Laura,
1: um, mine was between Mark Ruffalo and Russell Crowe, and I'm going to go for Russell Crowe.
0: Leo I'll go with Mark Ruffalo. So Russell Crowe got two votes, and Russell Crowe is our winner, and I'm not disappointed. Even no. though I didn't pick him. Any of those three actors, I'm. I've got to be honest. If Mark Rylance pops up in it, I'd be. Yeah. He's, whatever he's in, yeah. I love. Yeah so I'm sorry that you got discounted there Laura but our winner playing the part of Lieutenant Kinderman is Russell Crowe well done Leo
4: alright
0: so we're going to move on to character number three now Um, a guy who only died this year in real life Um, and actually probably younger at death than he looked in this film almost 50 years ago let's get on
5: Father Merrin is an ageing priest and exorcist who has had several encounters with demons. He aids Father Karras in attempting to rid Regan of the demon possessing her.
0: So, Father Merrin, he opens the show, of course, yep. um, on the archaeological dig. He knows a bit about this. He's got He's suffered with it over the years. He's got the trembling hands and... And he's played by Max von Sydow. For me, one of the greatest actors of all time. He was and really good in this. I love him popping up in films. And he's...
1: And he's playing someone a lot older than he was at the time.
0: Yeah. He was 44. Yeah. They used prosthetic on his face. Oh, did they? They yeah. coloured his hair. I mean, his hairline. He had yeah. a mega receding hairline in it already. But he's... Uh, he was Yeah, he was younger than I am. Yeah. Which is a mad thing for, to think because for, he's the old man in the film. Yeah, absolutely. And and his makeup doesn't look bad. Like
2: even now in it with HD, no. all that, you can't you don't I am think shocked he's that right. you
0: said that. I thought he was genuinely an eighty-year-old yeah. man. No. Everybody yeah, did. D- well he's just died this year. Yeah. He d- died in twenty twenty. Yeah. And again, how he looked in his last roles. He's kind of what they were trying to make him look like
2: his makeup took longer than Reagan's to do it took three hours to
0: do Reagan's the I fact factmeister general come yeah, in they just hire an old man
1: yeah good point
0: well because it, it wouldn't have is been. that what we would have said <laughs> so let's get on and it's me to go first my actor to play father Lancaster Merrin. I love that by the way it never gets said in the film Lancaster Merrin. my actor is Anthony Hopkins Laura
1: I've gone for Jonathan Price.
0: Very good.
3: Leo. I've gone for Morgan Freeman. (sighs) Yeah.
2: And to replace Max von Sydow as Lancaster Merrin, two great names, Mm. I've picked an actor with a fantastic name, Stellan Skarsgård.
0: What a range again of four tremendous actors. Mm. Look at that list. What a list. Can you do Morgan Freeman's voice, Leo? He can. Right, so you've got to say, okay, you've got to try and say it in your actor, so you've got to say the power of Christ compels you. Come,
2: come on, on Leo. Yeah, you He's
1: apparently it. famous at school for this. Really? Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we've struck
2: on something here. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it now. It's been big. No, not. no, no, you, no gotta you gotta do it. You gotta do it. We'll all do it.
0: Well I can do it in I have picked Sir Anthony Hopkins. The power of Christ compels you. Mm. It's like having Michael Sheen in the room. I can do anybody. <laughs> I'll do it in um,
2: Swedish. Oh you've no. Got see, I've got Welsh now in my you've head You've got absolutely I've got no idea name. what
0: you're doing. It's hard. Go it's on. hard to do that. By the way, Leo, you better be ready. Go on, Rog. I've got Welsh this is, now. This
2: is Swedish. Oh, man. I every time right. I go to do it, Roger. I, I want to say, boy, Oh, I've got know, Welsh I'm heard now. As
0: you know, I have studied under Stanislavski method. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple of words to help you get into the part. <laughs> go on. Hurdy, gurdy, smurdy. Think of the chef in the morning. The Swedish <laughs> chef. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only Swedish you ever need to know. Oh, man. Well,
2: that was
0: good. That was good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the power of Christ.
0: Oh. <laughs> That was Welsh. He went a bit Welsh-Indian there, and nobody's, no demon. I mean, you're not scaring me out, <laughs> and I'm not even the demon. Now, M- Morgan Freeman, of course, well-known for playing God in a lot of things. The power of Christ. No.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was good. come on,
0: The power
2: of
3: Christ compels you. Woo!
1: Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. Oh,
3: the
2: second best
0: man. in here today after it's Anthony Hopkins. That's the Swedish one.
1: Oh, okay. That's actually the best I've heard you do it. Jonathan
0: Price. Laura, I'm not going to make you do Jonathan Price, to be honest. No. Nah. But he's brill. He is brilliant. I'm going to go home and record it on my phone and I'll stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Father Merrin.
1: Well, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins was my second choice.
0: I'd be amazed if you'd all not thought of him because he's so good. Didn't cross my mind. I, mean, I was looking for a, what I thought,
2: younger actor that they could age. Well, up.
1: Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins were together in The Two Popes.
0: Mm-hmm. Both religious. So he's played yeah. a pope, which is the same ballpark. But right? I will
1: say that Jonathan Price was better. And I love Anthony Hopkins, but he took it. He, you know, yes, he Yes, but he
0: was playing, Jonathan Price was playing the nice pope.
1: Yeah, but you know what I thought? I felt like he has to be quite fit because at the beginning of the film he he's doing the, the dig and he's walking a lot and I thought to myself, the person i had originally thought wouldn't have been able to handle that role because he was he's almost too old. So I think it needs to be somebody who's a bit fitter as well. And I think Jonathan Price is he could be the bit of the beginning and the bit of the end. He's got that edge for this role over Anthony Hopkins.
0: Well I'll say and, and in he's Game of Thrones he
1: also played a religious He's very role.
0: good. No, he's good. But if we're going to go on, have they played a character like this? Anthony Hopkins starred in The Right*, where he plays a priest doing exorcists.
3: Stellan Skarsgård probably wins on that because he play- He was in the prequel to The Exorcist. He plays, I think he plays Father
2: Merrin. Yes, he does. Well, do so I've have- trumped your Pope. I've trumped your exorcism with Annie
0: uh, so Anthony. So tell me more Hopkins. about this prequel to The Exorcist. it called, called the Exorcist The Beginning. Because that seems popular. Who's seen that in this room? Two of us have read about it on Have Wikipedia. you seen it? <laughs> I've seen a steal from it. I've right, so, not seen so, it. Have you seen it?
2: <laughs> you know, in the film, they mention about he had a problem in Africa. They say, yeah, um, he, you know, he had this thing in Iraq, and then they just mention something went wrong in Africa. That's what this focuses on, Exorcist, the beginning. So he's already played...
0: But he's played him in a film that's not worked. Would, would Hollywood ever recast somebody even as good as he is? And I do like him. Would they recast him? Yeah. I don't think they would.
2: Well, Linda Blair played Reagan three times, even though it failed on the second
1: one. I don't know if we want someone that's actually been there and done it.
2: I think but, he's got. But the, you do want someone who's played the Pope and who's played an exorcist already. It's one real for one, another for another. Well, it's fine by I me. I just say okay he knows that. his
1: religious stuff.
2: <laughs> I think Morgan Freeman
3: because he is so into his religion, like. He only did recently did a documentary where he was trying to find uh, religion or something, and he's got that gravitas.
0: He's, he's got a presence in the room, and he, you know,
1: I can see him doing it. I actually can see all four of these.
0: Right, the, herein lies the problem. All four of these would do it great. I think we all agreed on that. Um,
2: mm-hmm. I kind of agree with the energy thing that you were saying earlier on for with Morgan Freeman. He's a lot slower and a lot more still mm-hmm. than he used to be. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna go around the room. You can't vote for yourself. We're all going to say an actor, so get one in your head. We're just going to say names of who we think would play it apart from ours. I'm kicking us off with Jonathan Price.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go Anthony Hopkins.
0: Leo. I'm
3: going
0: to say Sterling Skarsgård. Roger. I'm going
2: to say Jonathan Price.
0: Jonathan Price takes it with two votes. Thank you. I'm very disappointed because I didn't even consider anybody. I agree with you that in... As there was an article recently in the newspaper where it was saying he's uh, made his peace with dying. This part is quite physical in pace; It gets thrown about quite a bit. But Hollywood, anything's possible in it. So um, disappointment for the three lads, but Laura gets the part of Father Merrin with Jonathan Price. Well done.
3: <laughs>
0: Good work. Thought Morgan Freeman I was going to clear it. Then best so impression we've ever had. We're going to move on to character number four, which. We're trying to avoid films that have got young kids in because almost impossible to cast. And you're looking for a 12 year old. So here is character number four.
5: Regan is a 12 year old girl who becomes possessed by a demon. She undergoes an unbelievable physical transformation. And as the film goes on, develops quite a potty mouth.
0: <laughs> I mean,. There's been a lot of bleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Betsy Pearl. There's parts of this where I kept seeing Betsy Pearl, our daughter, our voiceover (laughs) girl and daughter who does the bits there. She looks like Betsy sometimes, but she looks like... Right, Leo, when we visit your grandparents, at the top of the stairs, there's a painting of your mum, Laura, when she was younger, (laughs) and that painting looks like Regan. Regan out of... Really? And it Laura, as, I, I Laura, and I have seen Laura vomit bile several times. Yes, in fact, I, I have. I've seen a lot of her character in you over the years.
1: Yeah, I, I have got a similar vocabulary. Yeah, similar <laughs> vocab.
0: You, you do the throwing up like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter who I do it on or where I do it. I'm not yeah. shy with that. No, yeah.
0: So we're looking. <laughs> For Regan McNeil, played by Linda Blair. Linda Blair has become one of these icons. Has probably gone on to do Comic-Cons and Horror-Cons. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. I think, did she go out with Rick James? No way. There are photos. Super Freak. If you Google Linda Blair, a lot of cosied up pictures with Rick James who did Super Freak. I would
2: never have put those two together. It's
0: a weird mix. Wow. So we're going to go around the room. We're going to say our actresses to play the part of Reagan McNeil. And it's Laura to kick us off.
1: I am going for Darcy Camp. Now, you won't know who that is.
0: Right. We're going to need to see photos here because yeah. we're talking about little so kids. Darcy I think.
1: Camp was in Big Little Lies. She played Reese Witherspoon's daughter in Big Little Lies. And she was also in Christmas Chronicles.
0: Okay. Hmm. Okay recognise her now but I don't really remember her and I've watched both of those shows and I can't really remember her. But anyway, uh, sorry, it's just the names this bit. Leo.
3: I'm going to go for the gender swap. Uh, Jacob Tremblay. So whether he plays
2: the, still plays a girl, I don't know. Well, the story was written about a real life
0: boy that was apparently
2: possessed. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, so it's not a million miles away.
0: Roger. Millie Bobby Brown. Well, I'm going to go for Brooklyn Prince. I expect to get... The Beckham? Half Beckham, half son of Michael Jackson. Yeah. Brooklyn Prince. Brooklyn Prince was the little girl in the Florida Project.
2: Oh, brilliant. Who
0: was, and she was very young in that, so we're looking for a kind of 12-year-old looking here. She was amazing in that. More recently, we've watched her in the entire series of Home Before Dark on Apple TV, where she plays the lead character, carries the show as an aspiring journalist, Hildy Lisco. And uh, she's the right age. Home Before Dark is a bit lighter, obviously. But The Florida Project, what a role in that. Mm. You know, and that was a difficult film to watch. So there you go. There's our four actors for Reagan. So we'll start with, is there anybody you want to dismiss off the bat to give that person a chance to come back? Say
1: anything. Millie Bobby Brown. Could you not think of any other? (laughs)
2: Look, the reason I went with her was because it's such a... There's so much in this part that I think you need an older actress to play the 12-year-old. Reagan was played by a 14-year-old. And technology these days and prosthetics these days, even just de-aging technology, I don't think the age thing is an issue. And merely Bobby Brown is hot right now. There's nothing she can't do. I think she's great. She looks, she's a young 16, and she, Enola Holmes, she must be playing 13, 14. She's playing down But well, she a comes across.
0: Well, no, because she has a love interest in it and she actually comes across quite womanly in it.
1: Yeah, I think and recently, if we'd not
0: seen that film, if we'd only seen Stranger right. Things, I'd probably been a little more inclined. But Stranger Things seems from a few years ago now. But in the Enola in Holmes film on Netflix, she came across as like 17, 18. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I, th- oh, I, didn't I think, think that. she's
1: she's aged uh, quite, you know, like like you yeah, say, she's great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, but I,
2: still think she, I still thought she had a young face, and thinking what they can do with technology, I thought
0: because she's such make a big her name. Even younger, yeah. I think that would be difficult to see her in it and think, oh, she's because R- Reagan in the film is almost playing younger than that.
2: I just think you've got so much hard stuff to do. Yeah, um, I don't know Darby Camp and she... Brooklyn Prince, but Jake and Trembley—they're all still they're good actress, actors, actors, mm-hmm. but. I, just I wouldn't do the with
0: gender swap on it simply because I think there's a lot of stuff of a sexual nature in it. Yeah, I
1: agree.
0: And also... We'll have him play a girl. Why can't you do that? It's 2020, isn't it? Yeah. It's
3: <laughs> a good point. But he looks like a girl. If he, Honestly, in, in the start of Room,
2: I thought he was a girl. Yeah, I, I heard that at the time. A lot of people said that at the time. I would say if I wouldn't you, have but him... If
1: you're going to have him play a girl, why not use a girl?
2: Because he's a good actor.
1: But there are he's being possessed actresses. at the end of
2: the day as well. He could be possessed and yeah. Yeah. embody a woman,
0: a girl. Going into the film, people would know he's not a girl, so therefore your preconceptions, it would, it would be the elephant in the room, I think. And that um, is an elephant. Yeah. Maybe he's a transgender. Kid. Not a bad idea. <laughs> is the guy from Dumbo available?
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe make it like 2020 version. He's like a transgender child. I just don't. Because but then that brings yeah. like
1: another storyline.
2: No, you just you know it's just an offhand comment, and then it's done. There's a full hour before the action starts to get those storylines in, so there's space.
1: I don't know. I I think with what you said, Simon, about the the sexual side of it, like the bit I heard about this film about you know putting the cross in certain mm. places of a female.
3: Yeah, exactly, I and mean, audiences wouldn't like write up about it. It's but, not, it's bit, it's but it's the bit, yeah. No, I get that, 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 that. I know I'm saying it wouldn't be like, uh, well, like it'd still be
2: shocking to see a boy do it, but it wouldn't be like because it's it'd underline the fact that he's being possessed if he's doing, yeah, that to himself as, a, as he's being possessed by the female spirit of a devil.
0: And for me, two priests watching a young boy being abused on a bed, it's been done. <laughs> Sleepers, <laughs> no, so, I look hand on heart. I thought about that. Could it be done by a boy? But I thought, with all of these roles, I always put it through that filter of, could I surprise people? And I thought, for me, it matters that it's a little girl. There's more of an innocence about little girls than there is little boys, I think.
1: I agree. So your one... Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Prince. Yeah. She is amazing little actress. She's brilliant. My only issue is that she's only 10, so it's quite a graphic role to play. Like Roger pointed out, that that's why he'd pick somebody older. That and my my character of Darby Camp is fourteen, so she's actually the same age as Linda was. Yeah. So that's
0: fine, but for most of the film, even in 1973, when let's face it, they could have probably cut Linda Blair in half, and everyone had just gone Pfft, it's the seventies. <laughs> now, yeah, even in 1973, to she lip-synced all the swear words and didn't know she was swearing half the time. They had body doubles every time she had to do something that was too graphic they'd do that now, you know, Mm -hmm. or it would be CGI, I don't know. But if I'm going through my list here, I've just explained why I'd discount Leo's suggestion of Jacob Tremblay, Millie Bobby Brown, I said, it's too old for me. Darby Camp, if they're the two I'm choosing from, I think Brooklyn Prince is head and shoulders as an actress, apart from in actual height, but as an actress. Any other comments before we do a vote? No. All right, let's go around the room. Laura, you can't pick your own. Who are you picking for the role of Reagan?
1: Uh, The very talented Brooklyn Prince. Leo. I'm
3: going to go Millie Bobby Brown.
2: Roger. I really like the Florida Project, so I'll go Brooklyn Prince. But I really like Jacob Tremblay as a suggestion.
0: Do you know what? Out of the three that I've got left that I can't say my own, I would say Jacob Tremblay. Just because Millie Bobby Brown's too old and I don't know the other girl. Brooklyn Prince got two. So I've got that one. Regan is Brooklyn Prince. And I think... Hand on heart, that's a really solid choice. Great stuff. Well done. So we're moving on to final character.
5: Father Caris is a priest suffering from a crisis of faith. He agrees to see Regan as a psychiatrist, but quickly realises she is possessed and, along with Father Merrin, must battle the demon within.
0: So Father Damien Karras, played by Jason Miller, in, I think, considering in this film, you've got somebody whose head spins round, who vomits <laughs> pea soup, and has about 15 different voices. Yeah. He absolutely steals this movie.
2: And does very little to do it, and just remains the centre of the film so well. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: There's a lot of priests in this film, getting up to a lot of business in there. There's a lot of drinking, a yeah. lot of smoking, a yeah. lot of boxing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to go around the room to play the part of Father Damien Carrish. He's of course the fella who does the main bit of exorcisting, exercising, I guess, and a bit of exercising. Yeah, he he trained. Exercise he trained as a
1: priest <laughs> pre this in role. real life. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think he boxed in real life as yeah. well, which is all part of the role. Okay, so we're going to go around the room. It's back to you, Leo. I'm going to go with Jason Gordon-Levitt. Roger? Mark Ruffalo. Good, already been on the board. Yeah. See what he did there. I'm going to go for Michael Shannon. And Laura?
1: I am going for Adam Driver. Hey!
0: Well, wow. We're all over the board there. Has Adam Driver come up there today? Last he was on week. last week. He yeah. was in several times last yes. week. Well, yeah. four great names. Straight off the bat, anybody got anything to say?
2: I absolutely love and rate Michael Shannon in everything, but he's too sinister.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: I think he's... Yes. I'd I'd have him in pretty much any role in history except this one.
1: He's got a bit of an evil looking face. He's evil.
2: Eight Mile, he's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right.
0: Superman, he's the bad guy.
2: Plays a lot of bad guys. Yep, he's too good at bad guys.
0: When I look at Father Karras, uh, the guy who played him in the original film, there's a real darkness to him. Because he's having the crisis of faith. He's losing his religion.
1: I don't know if it's darkness or sadness. No, no,
0: no. There's a darkness Troubles. to him as well. He's, he's carrying troubled. the weight of the world on his shoulders. And when I see Michael Shannon, I've seen him play Psychos, right? He's, he's a great bad guy. But when I see him play empathetic, he's so good. And he, he has that same thing to me. As I said at the start of this, when I see the guy who played Father Karras in this film... It's the only role I've seen him in. And I said to you as soon as he came on screen, did I, Laura, when we were watching this, I'm like, I just, I love this guy. And it's that thing. It breaks your heart when you see him. And I think when Michael Shannon does that character, no doubt he does the baddies really well. And he's got to be able to turn up the heat. Once the exorcism starts, he's got to be able to turn up the heat. And Michael Shannon, he does brooding, he does pity and he can turn up the heat. But he's, I'm he's, so surprised. He's
2: always on the heat. He's and not though, he's and not. And he can do the other one. He's all, uh, for and me, you say he always, for me, turns always waiting for him to flip out.
1: I think that last scene, or sorry, the scene that you're talking about, shows real vulnerability from him and that he's really yeah. struggling with it.
2: He loses his When heart. you walk yeah. away
0: from this room and you look at some clips of Michael Shannon doing vulnerable. I this could be the tape that no one ever hears because you'll be so gutted that you didn't pick him.
1: <laughs> I, I I feel your pain. There's other there's
2: other people that are better at the empathetic and the thing. yeah.
1: I feel your pain because I know you're you're obviously list. invested in this one. But
0: I thought one of you would have said it because I think there's a few there that are so far off the mark compared to Michael Shannon. This is a really deep character. Yeah, okay. really deep. I'm I, I think you can hear. Yeah, I'm gutted. I'm waiting for one waiting for one of you to wake I can, up. I can see it in your red face. <laughs> It's ruined podcasts for me. Get it, please get in touch. reboot at gmail.com or at... I might as well give your three Twitter handles out so they can all tell you personally how wrong you are. Okay, look, if the three of you are going to say that, I'll back out. But it's you three that are pissing Michael Shannon off, it's not me.
2: <laughs> and that is not a man you want to piss on. Good luck to you.
0: Okay, I can't see Joseph Gordon L- lovett doing it so I'd like to hear Leo why you think he could compared to the others. Though. Right.
3: Father Carras he's kind of like the normal guy and Joseph Gordon lovett he there's nothing great about him. He is just your standard guy and he, he he's not he, I've seen him get aggressive and I he, most of the time he's just playing this like sad sympathetic guy. He uh, in the walk the the one where he's playing the guy who walked across the twin towers you you like you want you root for him in Looper. I think he plays like quite a rough bad guy as well. You could just merge them together, and I think he looks like he could be a priest.
0: I think he look. I think he looks like I like him, and I think he's a nice guy. I think he's mm-hmm. too nice, but I don't think Father Karras is a nice or normal guy. Yeah, he's such depth to him. He hasn't got like a kind of a Michael Shannony sort of depth. See, that's
3: I- that's why I say no to Adam Driver because Adam Driver doesn't. He, he, Adam Driver looks too
1: uh, nice. No, no, no. I, see, I, I think... I Driver I... does dark,
0: though. Yeah, I think... You've seen Driver that's doing dark. dark, yeah. Uh, All right, yeah, I guess in Star Wars. And he's good at it.
1: I think this character yeah. needs a little bit of darkness, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of depth.
0: As Kylo Ren, he's playing a very similar character. Troubled, dark and light, parent issues, yeah. which Father Carras has yeah, in yeah. droves in this film. Yeah. So that's...
3: Um, he's he's kind of like an angry teenager in that film, in the Star Wars film. He's like... Oh, oh he's got more about
0: him than that. Come on. <sighs> I don't know how you can say that and say Joseph Gordon-Levitt because Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's probably my age and looks like you. He looks like a teenager. Karras has been around the block. He's a boxer. He looks beat up in the film. You know, smoker, drinker. Yeah. I think Mark Ruffalo definitely looks like
2: that. I, I think Mark Ruffalo is just so good at the quiet, troubled lead mm. and those inner demons that you've mentioned, he loses his mum in the film, so he's that's why he's extremely sad. Mm. But he's also, like, if you think about him in Spotlight and even Fochcats here in a way, where he's battling an antagonist, which in this film would be the demon, Yeah. and he will go through hell or high water, to pardon the pun, to defeat it. Despite having all the weight of this, the weight of the world on his shoulders, Mm. and the six o'clock shadow because he hasn't shaved on the morning and he was out drinking the night before, spotlight for me, he's actually going at the church in spotlight. Yeah, so he's been in this kind of genre anyway before, Um, and I and I think he's perfect in that inner demon side of it,
0: Mm. defeating the inner demons. He's almost like a low rent Michael Shannon.
1: See, I agree (laughs) with everything you're saying about Mark Ruffalo, and I think Adam. Driver has got everything the same. But then if you said to me, who would I rather see play that role? I'd much rather see Adam Driver because I think Adam Driver, we still haven't seen the best of him yet. I still think there's so much more for this guy.
0: I considered Mark Ruffalo for this part. I just thought it's such an intense part. I just thought Shannon had a bit more intensity. But as we've been sitting here talking and I love Mark Ruffalo, I I can see Adam Driver. I can, look... There's three on there that I can see doing it and I'm out the running and it's a really difficult choice between the other two to me. Shall we vote? Uh, I'm gonna Leo. For Mark Ruffalo. Roger. Um, Adam Driver. I'm going to go for Adam Driver.
1: I would go for Mark Ruffalo out of the two.
0: So we're down to Mark Ruffalo and Adam Driver, two votes each. So Laura... Adam Driver's yours. Yeah. How do you feel about him and Mark Ruffalo?
1: Well, like I said, I, I I can see both of them doing it. I don't know if I feel like Mark Ruffalo maybe looks a little bit too old, I, just a little bit.
0: I think Adam Driver looks too young.
1: I don't think he does. Does. I, think. I
0: don't like getting tied up in the age yeah, thing yeah. because I think.
1: But I can see. I, I just when I watched that film yesterday, I had a few different names and um, Adam Driver. I just I. A bit like Nicole Kidman, I just saw Adam Driver doing it and I just thought, yes, this guy. And Adam Driver is such a good actor and I think that role requires that because there's so many Mm. different emotions, so many different depths to that role. And I would love to see Adam Driver doing it.
2: And for me, Mark Ruffalo has Got it. Like, it's just a, a continuation of stuff that he's done before leading up You're right. to this. you know. You're right, I can see, you know, he, he looks like he's boxed and he looks like he's been through the mill with emotions. He's just lost his mum. I think, although we're not doing the age thing, Adam Driver is possibly a little bit too fresh-faced and doesn't look like he's had... Mm-hmm. Been through the runner of a crisis of you know if you if you're in a crisis of your career and you're in the um, mm-hmm. priesthood then you've done it you've done you've probably done 15 years probably.
0: Well, bearing in mind that Father Carris has boxed. Yep. Almost professionally. Yep. He has got a degree from Harvard. Yep. In psychiatry and he's been through the priesthood. Yep. So there you're looking at. Yeah. yeah.
1: But Adam Over Driver. 10 years. 20 years. Adam Driver is older than Jason Miller was. So. Oh no, look
0: by not picking mine I'd love either of those guys to play it but we need to make a decision
2: if I'm being honest I picked Adam Driver as the best of what I thought was a bad bunch compared to Mark Ruffalo it wasn't that I thought he was particularly standout that was the reasoning behind mine
3: I'm I'm still set on Mark Ruffalo I think he he just has that like run down alcoholic
2: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: so
1: really it's down to you Simon
0: I'm going to go for Mark Ruffalo he was my second choice. I went Adam Driver because it was a compelling argument. And with his hair, he's got that black hair and the you know, he actually, he's actually got a darkness to him and he's, he's very good at it. But I had said um, Mark Ruffalo was my second choice after Michael Shannon. So it's with a heavy heart.
1: I'm feeling your Michael Shannon pain now.
0: <laughs> there was only one. I'm, going to, s- on I'm going
2: to suggest Michael Shannon every week now. Can I just say um, that is a huge relief to me because I was on for a whitewash there. <laughs> I was on for a big fat zero.
0: Mark Ruffalo gets the part of Father Karras. I think we can all agree you love Mark Ruffalo, Laura. I
1: do. I do. So yeah.
0: we all think he's a great actor. He could certainly do it. <laughs> And there we have it. There we have our full cast for The Exorcist. Uh, Chris, the mum, is going to be played by Nicole Kidman, chosen by me and you, Laura.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kinderman, Lieutenant Kinderman, the, the gumshoe cop, is going to be Russell Crowe, chosen by Leo. Father yep. Merrin, who was Max von Sydow in the original film. We've gone for Jonathan Price. That was a great category. And that was Laura's. Yeah. Um, Reagan, the 12-year-old girl in it. This was a very difficult one to choose actors for but we did and we went for Brooklyn Prince which was my suggestion the girl from Florida project and after a huge argument and I'm sure a huge disappointment to me and the listeners Michael Shannon didn't get it Father Karras went to Mark Ruffalo as we just found out so that's the cast of The Exorcist for Fantasy Reboot 2020 and whatever you think about all the decisions we've made today remember you can get in touch Reboot at gmail.com or on twitter at Fantasy Reboot. Uh, end of the podcast, end of the Halloween special. Uh, thanks for all watching The Exorcist. I know you didn't particularly want to, Laura. Uh, great to revisit it. Great film for Halloween. Not one for the kids. Unless they're in it. And we're going to ask the question we always ask. Could Dwayne The Rock Johnson have played the lead? So I'm guessing we're talking about Father Karras. Well, we can't. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: good he? Could, could have played, been a good Reagan. Could he played Reagan.
0: <laughs> he could have played the actor dad because he's a leading actor. So if the, if Chris was actually the dad. Yeah. If it was Chris, not Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, he could have played Kinderman. He could have yeah. played, yeah, Kinderman. Could have played yeah. Kinderman. Uh don't think he could have played Marin. No. Definitely not Reagan. Father Karras is the one that we're talking about though because he's kind of the main guy in it. I don't think I've ever seen a priest look that
2: big. <laughs> He's an (laughs) ex-boxer. He is an ex-boxer. I'm going to throw it out there. Yes, he could have done this.
0: If he'd have done this, it would have turned The Exorcist into, was it called End of Days, where Schwarzenegger battled the devil? (laughs) Yes. So it would be a total, it'd still be a horror film, but it would be the kind of horror that you're talking about in cinema these days, Leo, that is a rollercoaster horror. Mm. And, you know. Yeah. I have trouble (laughs) feeling the empathy for The Rock. He He's either it. funny or cool <laughs> or daft. I don't see him as the hard-drinking down-at-heel Father Karras, but I'd love to see it. So I think we're saying it'd be a different film, but yes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson could play Father Karras <laughs> in a crazy remake of The Exorcist. <laughs> Would be crazy.
1: You're on your own there. No, did we all said I thought we said yes.
0: I, I said yes. I said no. Two said no, two said yes. <laughs> right, well, that's the most he's got. Dwayne only needs two. <laughs> yeah, so um, thanks for listening to episode four of Fantasy Reboot Podcast, our Halloween special. Normal service will resume next week. Uh, like and subscribe if you've not already. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
5: Bye.
1: You have been listening to Fantasy Reboot Podcast with Simon Smedley, Laura Smedley, Roger Pryor and Leo Kirby. Editing and production by Simon Smedley and Roger Pryor and music by Simon Smedley. Email us at fantasyreboot at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Reboot for all the latest news, information on where you can get involved and regular votes so you can have your say on our choices and add your own. Have a great week, watch some films and fantasise but not too much...
2: Gonna throw the holy water on. I can't I can't do Swedish now. <laughs> Hold on. The holy water. Oh the holy water. I got the holy water in my hand here. Hmm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw the holy
0: water. I've got to throw the holy water. That's what you sounded holy, like.
2: I'll throw the holy water on you. The body of Christ compels you. I don't know. <laughs> but but Stellan starts got he talks oh, no, more like that yeah, now.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: The, the power of Christ oh,
2: fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You see <laughs>
2: You're one step away from
0: Welsh whenever you do Sweden. Can you not go scars, a bit more
1: German? Though.
0: The power of Christ compels you. Welsh I, I can't stop doing
3: Anthony Hopkins. Germany Germans him.
2: away. Yeah,
0: yeah. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> <It's> Welsh again. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it without sounding like Anthony Hopkins. He's got a gruff voice, hasn't he? The power of Christ compels you.
4: The power of Christ compels you. It's because Welsh. I can't
0: not do Anthony Hopkins.
2: For sure. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the holy water in the little glass vial and I'm going to throw the holy water all over the bed. The bed that I bought from ikea And then I'm going to say, the power of Christ compels you. Welsh again. Shocking.
4: Well, I don't know where to even begin with...
0: uh, I sound like Anthony Hopkins there.
4: Well, I don't know where to begin with uh, doing the... Sw- Swedish, but I can say, no. Well, it, to get rid of this exorcist, mm, well, to get rid of this demon, I oh, Anthony Hopkins again.
2: This little girl, she's possessed. She's possessed. She's sitting on the bed. And she, no, no, it's this little girl. This little girl. This little girl here. Yeah, she's possessed. She may be 16, she may be
0: 12, but she's possessed. And the power of Christ compels you. Oh. Sound like you're doing a s*** to Al Pacino.
4: A really s*** Al Pacino, who's nowhere near Sweden. He's saying hello to his little friend who compels you. The power of Christ compels you. A really mixed map. It's got a really mixed accent. Some sounds European with a bit of American thrown in. The power of Christ compels you. The body of the Christ is
2: compelling you and it compels you. I think I've got it. The body of the Christ is compelling you and it compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you.
5: Nailed it.